Well met. This has been Brode, and you're watching Born to be Cosmo. <laughs> oh, snap. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Born to be Cosmo, the podcast where we talk about all things Marvel Snap. All right, so we're here on the back of what might have been one of the or the most contentious months of Snap, Loki. Um, you know, last month introduced Loki, Alioth, and Mobius. Those are cards that people play in games of Marvel Snap. And the release of Elsa was much anticipated and perhaps feared. And has altered the landscape somewhat and we've got quite a bit to talk about tonight respect to that and some upcoming cards uh, in december here to help me discuss these topics our famed marvel snap content creator and heal zombies go nom nom <laughs> zombies always a pleasure to have you with us and the brains behind this whole outfit and the creator of this new background that we are podcasting with tonight, Nate Wolf. Hey, yo. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Monks. It's funny Great that company. you thank, thank me for having you, but you're hosting the pod. Anyways, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Details. You're very welcome. Um, yeah. So, you know, we've been playing snap for a week. Um, Elsa came out the, patch full patch came out and there really wasn't that many significant changes in the patch i think that one thing that has been firmly established is that game balance is going to be driven primarily through the otas the over the air mm -hmm. clientless updates and uh, content and card reworks which happen very infrequently will be delivered through the patch so the patch didn't really bring anything to the game other than some mechanical changes to cards and you know which really were kind of on the periphery of relevancy and and then obviously the introduction of elso in the season reset um so yeah how have you guys been enjoying snap over the last week well it turned from from uh, loki stone to elsa stone Hey, but she has stone in her name, so like it's kind of it's kind of fitting. This is the right? old the old Hearthstone joke, right? But like, yeah, it, you know, it's really funny. I actually have seen very little Loki, um, which is funny. But and you know amazing. Who I have seen is a ton of Mobius. So oh go, yeah, go uh, uh, yeah. I wonder why we're not seeing any Loki. <laughs> yeah, right. It it's really interesting. Because last month it was like, oh, God, Loki's broken. Oh, blah, blah. You know, and now I'm not even seeing it. And I don't I'm not I'm not paying for the stats at the moment on like um, untapped or whatever. But I imagine that the play rate is much diminished from where it was previously. Yeah. Because just just from things. anecdotally speaking, I'm at rank yeah, 97 I'll... right now and I have seen almost none of it, so which is fine with me 90... because losing to my own card sucks. It's yeah, awful. so between ranks 90 and infinite, so starting from 90 to the top of ladder, uh, Loki is looking approximately about 5% of the meta, down from 20 last month. Wow. So what's Elsa, um, then, is the question, right? Because I'm sorry, what? What's Elsa, then? At, like, is she taking the Loki spot? I imagine, yes. Yeah, Elsa. Elsa's at 21%, but Elsa's... <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about this, but Elsa's an incredibly flexible card, and so 
saying like Elsa is at 21% is not a fair representation because Elsa is integral to move. Elsa mm -hmm. sees play in Loki in some cases. Elsa well, gets played in Hitmonkey decks. So you can Elsa's... put her in pretty much anything and, and be like she's just good and so 30... she's a stat machine. So yep. yeah. 30% thereabouts, which is you know high it's like the same as loki it's a, it's a dominating card and i think that you know looking at the meta um it, it's developed fairly rapidly and i think there are four cards that really define high level marvel snap play right now and those four cards are obviously elsa another extremely powerful season pass card that frankly probably puts too many stats onto the board you know, relative to, to its its cost and trade-off. Uh, Mobius and Mobius. Another meta-defining card, even though you might be seeing less of it, keep in mind that this is what made Loki, you know, not a Loki counter, but made Loki a little bit less um, dominating, kind of took a little bit of the edge off. Invalidates Wave. Wave kind of dropped off completely because of Mobius. Quinjet, Quinjet I, I, yep. like all the Loki decks are cutting Quinjet now, which is wild. You would not have seen that last month. It's, it's like, this card's. I'm thankful of it because it has cut down the Loki population. But at the same time, the amount of collateral damage it had to cause to oh, cut wow. down the Loki population is really sad because it feels like it's limited. Like it's so many decks, like Sarah, Sarah negative. negative, Zabu, Stature, like all these. Yeah. These cards people like Death. played. It's just like, yeah, yeah. it's like you yeah. don't see these cards played anymore. And why? Because Mobius is a 2-3 that goes in almost every deck in the game. And because uh, it's just good. And even when you're not shutting down a deck with it, you're getting a 2-mana two 2-3 two that is sometimes beneficial with like bad locations, right? Dude, or even I, good locations. Like I was Elysium. so confused over the weekend because the hot location was the raft. So, mm -hmm. so you, oh yeah, the first person to get four cards in in the raft, you get a, a like a six cost, but it costs zero. Mm -hmm. Guess what? It doesn't cost zero if they played Mobius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mo Mobius. You know, uh, Mobius very meta defining. Um, I'll just say it right now; it's probably my least favorite card in all of Marvel Snap. Just kind of how it's pushing a lot of things out. And yeah. then finally, probably the most contentious out of the four, I'm going to call them a pair. Um, I know we said four cards are defining the meta. I feel like this is like, even though they're two cards, it's kind of a single entity uh, is Alioth and Vision. And the reason that I pair them together is because um, Alioth is, you, you said this yesterday, Zombies, feels like the new Shang-Chi. I'll let you explain <laughs> why after. Vision just goes really well into playing into Alioth. Alioth being difficult to play around you know, if you're if you're running both it's like a good kind of counter and 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 proactive play right so vision helps you play against Alioth and Alioth well you want to be playing it because it's effect given the types of decks that are in the meta because of the limitations placed on on them by Mobius Alioth good um, yeah it's it's an I think it's, it's the most impactful six drop we've ever seen uh, or at least in a long time, like more than Galactus. Well, yeah. <laughs> you don't have that. Yeah, post post Galactus, obviously. But like, yeah, I really do think it's the the most. It's crazy because my big concern with this card when it was coming out was 
Oh, Loki's just going to steal this, and you're going to be sad because they're going to play it for less. And well, that happened. Um, it didn't happen nearly enough to like push this card out. And this is like the defining six drop now. It's like it kind of took that doom spot. Uh, There's where... people that are even cutting Chavez to put in Alioth, which is yep. Like, wow, that's what that's what I've been doing. So it's like basically like every deck that like I I've put together. Um, safety blade kind of looks at it and he's like oh yeah this looks really good but i'll make one change takes out chavez <laughs> puts an alley off and it honestly yeah it, but it... i mean when i i was climbing right so my kid did this pokemon competition over the weekend and i i took him it was in la it was like borderline la it was like a 30 minute drive but like i was there for six hours and like i just played snap on the ipad the whole time while he was competing and and i there were games that like Dude, people are snapping and all this stuff. And like, I've got priority in these two lanes and I've got Alioth in hand. Like, you can't lose, you know? Yeah. Except the one time I, I lost to some dork playing Galactus in an empty lane in turn <laughs> six, which I did not see coming. Right. But like, uh, <laughs> but, but it's the card is crazy. You have to play around it. Like, and it's just like Shang-Chi, right? The, the mantra with Shang-Chi is do they have it? Like, yes, they always have it. Uh, and so you, you can't, but there's no counter, you know, unless you've got priority and you've got stuff and you play like armor or something, but well, armor then, is the vision, <laughs> right? Vision's, vision uh, vision is, is what the, we're talking about right now. The funny right? thing so, though, is the, the vision decks often run it themselves because vision's not only good for getting around it, but he's also just good for getting priority too, right? Like a five, eight stats, right? We are playing, it's I mean, I'm playing Alioth in the, uh, the drooler deck, the uh, Shuri Red Skull is running Alioth now. So. Yeah, there's a version. I think Interrobang oh, yeah. popularized that version, which runs it. Uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of it in that list in particular because uh, I think they also run armor, and that feels a little uh, limiting with it. But like, the list it, is, it gets the job done, I right? Think, like, I think Interrobang cut armor in favor. Okay, of, that would make uh, more sense then. Mobius actually, but like. I think armor would be fine because you're gonna like shuri in your armor lane and then you'll alley off in the non-armor lane yeah maybe it is fine i, I, I think in this it's so linear that i think it's okay but like i i see the like this is the point when like you're starting to rationalize counter synergies because like the <laughs> linear like game plan just like outstats just so and outpowers yeah. like that's how you know it's problematic yeah I, I, like people but, hate this card this yeah the the amount of hatred i'm seeing for this card is like it's 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 not quite Galactus level, but it's the next best thing, right? It's close. So this and it is gets what the I double say. whammy too, right? Because all the people who like Galactus are like, "Oh, you shouldn't have killed Galactus. You should have just hit Alioth so you could leave my Galactus alone." So it gets like the double hate, which is funny. Um, but I, I like the card, and my hot take is I think it's not a bad thing for the game to have a card that encourages priority. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if. This maybe sees a little bit lessening of stats. Um, like I could very much see them pumping this down to like a six four or six three. It doesn't even matter. It could be a six two like Galactus because the, the it uh, just has. Well, it matters to, in a specific matters. instance, right? Like, like Doom, I think but... Doom is the big one. If if this becomes not five and like five is the difference maker, I could see Doom coming back into the Doom meta a little bit back, more. Yeah. But like, and I think that'd be okay. The card would still be powerful and still be run. Uh, and I don't think, like, I think the people who really hate this card, the common suggestion I see from them is, like, make it so that it destroys the things after they flip. So I at least get my effect out or whatever. 
But I think th those people either do or don't realize that that would make this card unplayable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, and Glenn, I think it right said, garbage. didn't Glenn say that, um, like they wanted this to be unique and to have this specific unique effect. Yeah, they said they don't want to do things that interact with flip down cards very often, but that was very much an intentional part of the design. Um, and I, I think this just shows they're oh, trying no. to make six drops more impactful. Uh, yeah. Because, like, think about it. They haven't really, have they? I'm trying to think of six drops they've released post, like, Thanos and Galactus. Have they even released six drops? I'm trying to think. Uh, I have the game open. I'm going to look really no. quick. Because, like, Six drops have traditionally been a bad like slot in Marvel Snap, uh, with a few rare exceptions. Because you, unless you're playing a ramp deck, there's only one turn you can play them, and they have to be so impactful that you're okay taking up your whole final turn. Right? Mm -hmm. I guess the last six drop you could say released was like the Living Tribunal, or you can make an argument for like High Evo Hulk are the, like probably the mm. two most recent six drops. But most of the six drops came out when the game came out um or shortly after with like null and galactus and thanos they really haven't added a lot of six drops to the game and i think in part is because they know that six drops in general are in a six turn game it's it's a high cost to run a six drop because generally you can't play that on any other turn mm -hmm. um so it's very lim limiting and uh so I think they really wanted it to... I mean, I think they wanted all of the cards in the Loki season, except Ravona, to uh, to make a big splash. And they certainly did. Like, Loki, Mobius, and Eliath are, like, single-handedly flipping the game on its head. So... I just had a thought. We all think uh, that Alioth's going to get nerfed because of, you know, popular acclaim. And for those that are upset that I pronounced it that way, I'm I'm really sorry. That's why we do that's, it. That's how we say it in can, in, in Canada. <laughs> yeah, it's my yeah. thick Canadian accent. Yeah. Um, what if they nerf? What if they nerf Alioth the same way they nerfed Arrow? Because Arrow is one of the few cards that affected face down Hard cards, right? It would be super. It will dead. destroy one card instead of all the cards. No, yeah, it'd of course, be dead. And they, I don't think they would do that. Like, also, Arrow was a series three card. This is a series five card, and unfortunately, yeah, they just need to sell it one more time. Yeah, they can, they can change it in the next patch. Yeah, uh, I, I think at some point this will eat a nerf, whether that's soon or later, I don't really know. But traditionally, how they go about things is when they don't really like when one card is seeing a ton of play across a ton of decks. Yeah. And it's kind of weird because, like, obviously you don't want a card to become an auto-include because if you have too many auto-includes in a 12-card deck game, like, you just, it stifles innovation. But I do think sometimes they're a bit too heavy-handed, and like the Snowguard nerf was a good example of this. Snowguard was being played in a bunch of decks. They said, "Well, Loki's using these pieces, the generation pieces, a little too effectively, so we're going to nerf them." And now you only see Snowguard in Loki decks, much like the Collector. And yeah. I really don't like how they—they're like, "Well, this card can be powerful, but only in this one deck." Uh, that it's like they're it's like they're telling you how to play the game basically rather than you get so it's it's funny because they're doing that in an attempt to create more diversity but i think on the flip side it actually stifles diversity because it limits where you can actually play these cards and the decks that want them are still going to want them it's just you're going to see them uh not as much in other decks uh so if they only hit power on alioth though like it won't it'll still be everywhere 
it's like it, it is the new shang chi effectively yeah. the new shang chi and you should treat it like such if if you're annoyed of losing to this card just remember all the times in the past where you asked yourself the question of oh i lose to shang chi but surely they don't have it right <laughs> and then getting blown out that that's what this card does it's just instead of losing priority to use it effectively you're gaining priority to use it effectively that's the main difference and i don't know i i think it was always a little unintuitive, the the fact that a lot of decks were intentionally trying to throw priority. Some people liked it because, you know, it's a skill, you're trying to manage your priority effectively and where you place cards, and that's neat and all. Um, but that skill is still present in trying to manage gaining priority as well. It's the same kind of thing. And it always... I, I personally, and I'm sure this is not a popular opinion, I prefer it this way. I think... The game, if the game should reward you for something, it should be trying to fight and get ahead and have more points than the opponent, because the whole point of Snap is having the most points in two of the three lanes by the end of the game. So the fact I that the optimal strategy was like, avoid doing that until the very end. And I've seen this line, which is really funny from some people. It's like, well, this just means the game ends on turn five. And, and my counter to that is that has been the case, like... For a very long time in Snap. You know what? I can guarantee, I can practically guarantee that if they change it, it's going to be, everyone's going to hate it and then want to go back to, to the way that it was before. Because like every time they do this, like, I mean, there's so many instances in Snap where something was like, you know, people were complaining about this. Oh, this card sucks. Oh, this card's frustrating. Oh, this, this collector's cash system. So like, and then they change it. And they try to sell you on like, oh, it's better mm -hmm. now. Like it's, and then we all realized that it was way better before. Like it, it's not gonna be better if they change it. It's fine. Well, if they change it, you know what's gonna happen? Every time they nerf a card, even when the card is still good, it has nerfed card syndrome. People become allergic temporarily to playing the card. So even if the card is still strong, if they nerf it to let's say a six four, it will do what they want it to do in. It'll depress the play rate, if only for a limited amount of time. But we've seen it happen every time. Yeah, until well, Johnson hits rank one with it. But that's um, the interesting piece with like with them doing all these changes for the stupid Loki meta, and then the month changes, and now Loki is seeing no play. Like, what well, was the point I, in it? It's still seeing five percent play, which is significant. It's also still regarded as probably the the best deck or among the best decks so i think that it's i think it's depressed play rate is just because there's a shiny new bobble with elsa that everyone's trying out um you know yeah, but, but isn't that why it got increased play rate to begin with and then well, next month when there's another shiny new thing like will elsa see decreased i mean it's it's the series well, this is the problem card, so so we're not balancing around actual strength we're balancing around you know the season artificially yeah artificially introduced <laughs> perception i i think that going back to the priority versus not priority i i really like the idea of like coming back from behind and 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 swinging i also think that that's a high risk play and and you know should be you know there should be counterplay i i think specifically where we lose kind of the forest through the trees is that i i like sometimes the idea of holding prio um I, but I think that the meta that we have right now where holding prio is essential is worse than previous ones we had. And it, it doesn't have to be that way. And I and, and to, to the other point you made, the reason that 
I think the meta is worse is because it feels very brute forced. And if we if we start looking at the decks, the top decks that use these four cards, um, and they're they're present multiple times in them, uh, you start to see a very uh, a narrowing, right? And that's kind of what I don't like to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think Alioth, ironically, is what's keeping the meta narrow. I think Alioth's like it kind of fought its way in there and wedged itself because if there was no Alioth, it would be just blood decks would be insane right now. Yeah, it would be like a point slamorama, right? Like where you just vomit as many stats as you can, and you can't. There's no counter to that, right? The only way you can counter that is by dumping even more stats, right? So, um, what decks can dump a lot of stats? Collector decks with like greedy collector decks with Loki, uh, the flood Loki, decks, Iron unchecked. Patriot, Elsa Monkey stuff. Um, the Thanos deck has been popping up and doing pretty well for people. It's like it's weird. It's like on one hand, there's a lot more variety than there was in the Loki season. So that's why I think I there's like a bias towards the season. I did a little video talking about it today. Like I think people hated the Loki season so much that the Elsa season gets a bit of slack because comparatively it feels like there's a lot more variety. At least but there that's really how I isn't. Felt. There's like four decks that you can play that that are like you can play anything you want. And I don't know. Player... I've been seeing a lot of variety, especially in Conquest too. Like just today, yeah, I ran into I... like I ran into Deadpool. I ran into God bless him, a discard gamer. I, even on ladder, uh, you've been seeing people do the Thanos stuff. Uh, don't get me wrong; it's not the most varied meta we've ever had. Like it does kind of boil down to four main archetypes and then there are a few other fringe things. But again, I think it's that bias showing through of like, well, I'd probably dislike this a lot more if we didn't just come from like a one deck season, maybe two decks. Yeah. So I, I suppose on the back of that, we're like in a, in a going from like a, a two deck season or a one deck season to a four or five deck season is an improvement. It feels like more, right? Yeah. All right. You know, fair enough. You got me. I think the other thing that 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 has differentiated this season from the past season is um, I think that something's changed with the ladder. Uh, I saw far fewer bots, especially after 90. And uh, I had a hard time hitting infinite. I I, like this feels like a lot of people say that the hardest months, hardest climb in a while since May. Maybe what even April. May? April would have been hit monkey. I'm just thinking like when they changed the ladder system. This is the hardest climb since they introduced the eight cube like. Uh, I was per rank. they made the this easier to climb. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like I've seen a variety of different experiences. I've seen a lot of people saying what you're saying, where is it? It felt harder than previous seasons. For me, it was mostly the same, but I think I got more bots than other people did, and I don't exactly know why. I wonder if that's an MMR thing, where if there are less players in your MMR bracket, it gives you more bots or something, because I got placed fairly high up, and I think when I finished my climb, I did it like the second day instead of the first day or whatever, and so a lot of the people I was running to, I think, got pulled out of my pool because they were like first day infinite so that may have had it because on the first day i really wasn't facing a ton of bots but on the second day i feel like i got more um 
not like an insane amount. It was still more people than bots and maybe slightly less bots than prior seasons, but they were still there. But I know in like your experience and like Nate, like you guys are not really seeing like any bots. I mean, last month I basically only played bots, but I also think that perhaps my MMR decreased because I didn't really play any ladder post um Mm-hmm. post uh, infinite last month and they tweaked the something before. with the the ladder too like uh, yeah. the post infinite ladder they definitely tweaked it because if you remember last season a lot of people were complaining that their numbers were falling a lot right and while that does still happen to a portion of the ladder i'm sure if you placed fairly high up i'm noticing even as more and more people make it into infinite i'm not getting pushed out of where i am like I went to sleep last night at like 490, and right now I'm at 510. Oh, it's I'm like, dropping like a rock. I hit like 2800 when I hit infinite, and I'm like 35. So I'm 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 like in a. I think they ball. normalized the snap points a bit, though. They they did something to it. I know safety. We were talking to him about this, and he's up in the top 50 right now, and he says he's noticed a very real difference in terms of how it feels with the snap points this month in a positive direction. So it's like, it's so let Yeah. So, so let's look at some of the decks that, that safety would be facing kind of in loop in or that you're probably seeing quite a bit of up, up on high ladder as well. I think that these are the four decks that if you're really seriously trying to win, you either have to be playing these decks or at least have a game plan against them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that to your point earlier, um, while these are the four best, there are some wild cards emerging. People are having success with Thanos. I don't believe, but you know, <laughs> time will tell. I, I, I unnerf Soulstone, but I think that no matter what, you need to be on the lookout for these decks. And and really, they were kind of the things that I kept running into that I struggled with on the climb. So I think first up we have Drumroll. I don't know what order you put them in, Nate. So uh, I put them in whatever order they were in in the slides. Oh. Elsa move is the first one. Okay, so you you put them in the yeah because I numbered the images to prevent this from. This happening. is NHL's deck, right? Yeah. So yeah. there there are some some variations to this, uh, but basically um, this is the um, Elsa move deck. The the key cards that you will see in this deck are the Kitty Pride, Angela, and Elsa package that sees play in many decks. Um, those three cards are incredibly synergistic. And to go with the Elsa synergy, uh, move is a natural um, uh, kind of co- co-synergy with Elsa. So we've got Jeff, Silk, and Vision. And then to Jeff pair off with Vision. Point. Yes, Jeff. <laughs> big Jeff. That's a big Jeff. And then you've got Alioth that just goes so well with Vision. Um, you know, uh, this has a little bit of spice with Jean Grey and Nebula. Uh, I don't own Jean, so I didn't run Jean Grey and Nebula. I ran, um, I I don't even remember what I ran. You were on, um, weren't you playing the one I played, Blue? Yes. I, so it was Captain Marvel in one of the spots, and yeah. let me look what the other one was really quick. The, it's like, Mobius. I, I, Mobius, yeah. Yeah, Mobius yeah for the, I ran that. You kind of, in my opinion, you kind of need the Mobius if you're seeing any Loki, because... The big weakness of the move deck traditionally has been Loki because this is a deck that is very efficient cards and whatnot. And so Loki getting your cards is a big weakness of this deck. And so, although I do like what NHL did with it here, like the Nebula Gene Gray package is something I think has been underrated for a while. 
And yeah. Nebula is especially nice with Alioth because if they're just going to slam one big idiot on the final turn, uh, you know exactly where it's going. And you can move your stuff around to kind of avoid the downsides of Gene restricting you. And it's definitely a solid way to go with the deck. Uh, I was impressed with Captain Marvel a lot because... Captain Marvel got worse in the past because in the mirror, whoever plays Captain Marvel first, that one essentially doesn't work against the opposing Captain Marvel. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but now that not every deck is running it, uh, it gets I... better, and then it gets better even more when you make it a 4-7 with We originally Elsa. tried Miles in the Captain Marvel slot. And, and because Miles of... gets wrecked. <laughs> yeah, because of Mobius, uh, Marvel was... Marvel Marvel performed well. I do think that this is the superior Elsa Flood deck over the various Hitmonkey versions that are out there. Um, the Hitmonkey package being Hitmonkey, Mysterio, Bishop, sometimes with Bast. Um, this is just better. And the reason why this is better is because the the stats from these cards are unconditional. Silk's a 2-5. I don't have to play like you know, Bishop and then five other cards yeah. to get it to five power. Not that's not to say that those aren't viable. I just think this is just oh, they're definitely viable, yeah. Better. And so I, if you want to play that's the why best it's weaker game. to Loki, right? Is because yeah. the average card quality is higher. So when Loki steals them, it's way more backbreaking. So it's kind of an interesting aspect, right? Because this is kind of worse into Loki, but I think on average better into other stuff than the monkey version. But I think the monkey version is better into Loki because Loki decks typically aren't running Eliath and they can't use your cards as effectively because they fill up their board so quick. You can't, they can't, if they get your monkey and your Mysterio, they're not getting a crazy monkey because like they already have one or two lanes mostly full. That's at least been my experience with it. Um, yeah, I think that's reasonable. Um, I, I played not... just to, just to chime in super quick. I played blues like um, Elsa, like, the Thor monkey? No, not the one with Thor. Uh, but, the other one, but just the just the, the one Elsa. With like, yeah, without with hit with hit monkey and stuff, and it plays a lot like a Sarah deck. But like, yeah. it, I was struggling on my hit monkey turns because it was like the most I could play would be like a two and a three, and maybe the wasp, and like, but it wasn't getting hit monkeys nearly the size that we would in other versions. And I got wrecked by this a couple of times because, especially like Jean Grey is nasty in this. Um, yeah, Jean's really, really good. And the the other thing with this deck is this deck is a lot weaker to Shadow King, which has become... Shadow King's in like a weird spot because it got picked up as a really popular tech card to shut down Elsa and Kitty and Angela. Just a lot of stuff gets hit by Shadow King. But we counter tech with tech and people just started putting Luke Cage in their deck. And, but that's, that's something like in my experience with the move deck, the move deck's really good, but man, when somebody has a shadow King and you're not running a Luke Cage, it can be brutal versus mm, this yeah. deck. Cause they can just totally blow out your Angela lane, your Craven lane. Like it, it, it can be pretty rough. Yep. So, I mean, Elsa puts a lot of stats on the board. So our next deck also is famous for putting a lot of stats on the board. And the fact that this is still in the dialogue like <laughs> drives me absolutely crazy. So oh, I, I I pulled this off of Twitter. Um, this was someone who had infinite um, snap decks retweeted it. Um, it's Shuri Red Skull, your favorite deck. This is from... Shuri, right? Like this is, I think this yeah. is 
there are other versions of it people are playing, but this is like the standard popular one right now. Some people messed around with the kitty one post Elsa being added, but I think it's been pretty universally agreed to be the weaker of the bunch. Sauron's just kind of the way to go now. Um, I played this list up to rank 90. It was like playing on easy mode. Like, yep. I mean, and you know, I mean, there's counters, but like, if you're going to lose, then you get out. But it just dumps so much stats that it's backbreaking I mean, the, for a lot of decks. And it's good against Alioth because you can like make a, you play armor, Shuri, mm -hmm. big vision, move yep. vision, taskmaster, it's over. Right, yep. like yeah, vision. Vision's really, really good, and I think that's what's keeping this deck. I mean, the fact that it puts an absurd amount of points down, um, it's 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 performing well, uh, both in conquest. Unless Shang Chi, right? Like Alioth yeah. is the prominent destroy tech card. So the fact that there's less, although I will say I got Shang Chi like three or four different times. Today, so <laughs> I people did are trying too. to bring it back. It's coming they're, they're, back. It's coming back slowly now that there's less Loki around, but. Uh, it's Sherry is just very, very good. I've, I'll, I will admit, I've seen a lot less of it than I, I was seeing quite a bit of it in the first like few days of the season, but in the last few days, it I really don't see much of this deck. And it's a five percent, sure it's still popular protein. on ladder, but one, I think it's a deck people get bored of pretty quickly because the play patterns are rather repetitive. It's like big numbers are fun, but uh, I don't know, I think people get bored of being like, oh. I made my red skull big. I made my vision big. Here comes the taskmaster. Like it's it's it doesn't feel like there's room to do much creatively with this deck. Uh, but some people like it and it's effective. So like, it's a good grinding deck if you gotta mindlessly like play a lot of games. Like the, you know it it has it's it's easy to know when to snap and when you got the right pieces you can snap fairly confidently. So I think there's there's a good reason yeah, why it's too. a comfort pick. Um, 5%, uh, the move deck we looked at um, is about 12%, and if you take the broader Elsa Flood strategies into account, you can add another 20%. So 30% of the latter are these Elsa Flood decks, with about a third of those being a, a, a variation of the move deck we saw. Um, so that's Shuri Red Skull. Uh, I think you'll all agree with me that uh, it is not a deck I really want to speak more on because yeah. I am still traumatized <laughs> from, uh, you know, months For ago. Three <laughs> months of, of nonstop paste eating were Shuri. Yeah, it was it, it was a rough time back when Shuri uh, used to buff in any lane. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, there's just not much to, to say about it anyway. I mean, the play pattern is pretty straightforward. It is what it is. I mean... Yeah, the, I mean, I guess the one positive thing I can say about this deck is it's very easy to math out what you can beat and what you lose to because the list is so stock and whatnot that you be like, all right, they have a Red Skull and they made it big and they're going to copy it and they could play a Zero or an Ebony Maw with that. Can I beat that? And yeah. uh, I do think that is one thing that we appreciate a little bit more now post-Loki season is uh, with Elsa, and I talked about this in the little video I did comparing the two, it's like, with Elsa, even when you lose to Elsa, you can reasonably figure out like how many points they're going to get on the board a lot of the time to know if you want to stay in that game or leave it. You're not trying to be like, all right, these are the 12 cards in my deck, and I have to play around my own Iron Man and my own, and all this stuff, and if you pick wrong, you just lose, and you have no way of knowing what they got, because it's just random. I think the that's one reason people don't mind the Elsa stuff as much is because it's 
generally clear when you have no chance um and you can kind of math it out to try and beat them and it's more tech like you can tech against it now people may be breaking out the luke cage but at least there was an option um whereas with loki until mobius there really wasn't an option for teching against loki unless you wanted to play like phoenix force or cerebro 3 where your tech was just having a deck that was really really bad if you didn't have all the cards together um yeah you know it's it's nice that I suppose a deck that people might already have assembled is viable. This is probably the most free-to-play friendly list that we're looking at here. Although some people are experimenting with Alioth, there are some anti-synergies with armor, but I still actually think it might be worth considering. It's fine. The deck is strong enough as it is, and you'll definitely catch people off guard because people will be like, oh, they, they, they just plan around Shuri doing normal Shuri things, and then they get taken by surprise. So like... Alioth is a very good surprise factor card. You're, a, a lot of people aren't going to be surprised by it in certain decks, but I think Sherry's definitely one of those decks where you could catch someone off guard with that card. The people who did not buy Alioth are now regretting not buying Alioth, I think. Uh, yeah, but don't worry. Alioth will be back <laughs> on the reward back. track um, before long. Uh, speaking of Alioth, uh, our next deck uh, prominently features our favorite puffy pink cloud, purple cloud. Purple cloud. Purple people. Um, huh. Yeah, so so this is uh, an update to the um, Brood Absman deck with Elsa. I don't even know if Elsa's in need of this. This was a version that KM threw together. It I, I works. Think... I've seen I, people do this. You and don't like need Elsa, but she gives it it's even not more bad, stats. It's not bad. I agree. But it's not like amazing in my experience. Like I, I've played a lot of Iron Patriot recently and ultimately the core of this deck is so strong that mm -hmm. I think you can get away with card changes here. We can see he included Vision, which makes sense given that we talked about how that really helps versus posing Alioths. Um, I played a slightly different version, Iron Man in the Vision slot. Uh, didn't use Jeff, although I will say Jeff makes a lot more sense if you're running Elsa, because you can get the benefit of Elsa and then move the Jeff elsewhere. It also lets this deck get into closed lanes, which is something the uh, the other versions of it aren't typically as good at doing. Uh, they don't really have a way to get into a lane that's shut down. Um, so I think there's definitely merit in this version. It's, it's a fine version. The core of this deck is basically... Uh, all the cards but Elsa, Jeff, and Vision. I I ran, like, what? Iron Man in the Vision slot. Uh, I've been using Rogue in the Jeff slot because Rogue has been really nuts in the mirror uh, and sometimes for some other decks, like, it's just not bad. Although, if you don't want to be as fancy with it, Blue Marvel is a card that was very popular in this deck because it goes wide. Um, what's the, and Luke Cage. Yeah, Luke Cage, because there was so much Shadow King going around. This deck very much cares about its boosted stats. If you're buffing up the, the Broodlings and whatnot, or even in Elsa's case, uh, where you're buffing stuff up, I think Luke Cage is very, very good. And the other thing with Cage that I really like is this is a deck that since it's going wide, it really doesn't like when you get a location that's like, oh, your cards have minus two power negative, here or like minus three zone. power. Yeah. Those locations are typically really bad for this deck, and while they're bad for, I think, most decks, they're especially bad for this one because we rely on our power through multiple bodies, so the fact that we can negate those locations that are otherwise really bad for us has been really good to me, and you're negating a... It's less popular now than it was a few days ago, but people are still running it. 
you're negating a popular tech counter in Shadow King. But I think this is one of the best decks in the game, whether you go this version, the other version. Uh, Young Wave got number one with a similar version. I think he was running yep. the the Blue Marvel. And when I faced him, he was running Rogue, but he wasn't one anymore. He was like four. Uh, but still, very top of ladder with Iron Patriot. It's just a very, very good deck. And it's funny because uh, you see people trying to brew Silver Surfer decks a lot because people really like the card and the archetype. And half the time, these new Surfer builds people come up with are just like a more scuffed version of Iron Patriot. Yeah, they it's are. Like they'll I run saw... a lot of the cards, <laughs> but they'll try and make it a little different. And I Silver get it, Surfer you know? is one of the worst cards in this deck. It, w- it wouldn't surprise me if at a, some point it gets cut for something else that makes you gain more stats more efficiently but well, i mean for now it's still it still puts a lot of numbers on the board so it kind of yeah it's just good at, and it, it pairs well with patriot on the final turn when you do have your brood absorbing man or your yeah. your brood lad and stuff when do you have three drops spread across the board and you just slam patriot surfer the game just ends a lot of the time i saw yes, somebody it, running a dazzler in this list Sure. Yeah. Kind of the same ideas, also, really, if you think about it. Just yeah, similar. Different, different stat. Different, but not as I, good. And I think this deck gets a bit of a bad rap because people are like, oh, it's the easiest deck to play in the world. And don't get me wrong, no. when you draw Forge into Brood into Absorbing Man, it's pretty simple. But the challenge of this deck is figuring out how to win when you don't have the perfect curve because that's going to happen a lot of games. And that's when the deck yeah. actually becomes a lot more challenging. We did a co-op with Blue recently and I think really kind of opened his eyes to like, wow, there, there's a lot more to this deck than like it appears on the surface. Because I, I didn't really like the Brood deck when it first came about. I thought it was kind of dumb. But recently, uh, especially after, you know, the Absorbing Man nerf, I, I really like this deck. I, it's been fun to play and uh, I'm sad that it's so limited in terms of the population that can play it because you really can't play this deck without iron lad there's no right. adequate replacement and unfortunately RG, as we can't know play it without ali off either bluntly probably true but most people have a lot of people a lot more people have that card than iron lad i think and well, i uh, suppose yeah lad's not coming back until sometime next year in the caches so unless you get really lucky or have a lot of tokens if you don't have iron lad it's, it's kind of rough out there yeah, and that's why. Like, what do you know? What the the play rate of this deck is? I'd be curious because I think oh, it's high. The play rate it, is it really high? high? Yeah, because remember for the engaged player base, um, so they probably the, have lad the really engaged folks. Oh, it's actually not that high. It's six uh, percent. So it's yeah, it's 1% I, I think higher than it would than be Loki. a lot higher if lad was a more obtainable card. Like if if lad hadn't only appeared in one. And the other thing is when lad appeared in the spotlight cash uh it was like the second week after it came out so a lot of people didn't have stuff saved up or blew their caches on the first week and so i know a bunch of people who said that they were like yeah i just didn't have caches because i used them on the first week and Mm -hmm. i couldn't get it and i had no idea he wasn't going to be coming back for so long so i wasn't going to get iron lad but uh um the card is good Someone, someone convinced me. I think it was NHL who convinced me. If I didn't get Iron Lad, I'd be sorry. And sure enough, he was right. I mean, it's not yeah. a card that I've played a lot, but it's an important piece in a lot of different decks. It's just it's, very powerful. This is the main yeah. deck that it, it was very powerful in Darkhawk decks, but we're not seeing a ton of those. They are starting to come back a bit. There's one list that's cool from W. Los, who 
he has kind of brought back a, a Storm Guardians list, which makes me happy because I always loved the the Storm Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy list. Yeah, I played list. that. It's really fun. I mean, it's well, yeah, a lot of people are that, playing it. Yeah, and it's pretty decent. Um, I don't think it's the best thing in the world. Uh, at least when I played it, because I think when you run into the Elsa decks, it can be really troublesome sometimes. But I do think there is merit in Storm right now, um, and uh, it's cool to see someone succeed with the the Guardians because he got pretty high up on ladder, I think, last month and this month with it. So it's mm. it's a testament to that people can succeed with different stuff, but unsurprisingly, uh, Eliath is right there in the list. So yeah. it's still a uh, it's still an Eliath deck, just kind of a different flavor. Also a Mobius deck. All right, so uh, our last deck, um, you know, last but certainly least, uh, Loki. So this probably Ooh. is a dated, <laughs> uh, dated list. Looking at it right now, I mean, people are still running Quinjet, but I think that that perhaps you want to get rid of Quinjet and maybe even run yeah. your own Mobius. So the major um, changes that have happened to Loki uh, since this list, uh, Rogue got dropped by most Loki players. Legion has also gotten dropped by a lot of Loki players. People have instead opted to put in Elsa because they fill the board pretty effectively. Let's go with mm. Kitty Pride, Angela. Uh, they and a lot have been dropping Quinjet in the wake of Mobius. A lot of them are running Mobius themselves yep. uh, for the mirror or just for other decks it's useful against. And then the last card is Maria Hill has been very prominent just as a one drop that generates another card, specifically a two drop. Uh, it's just one of the it's better agent like the 13. only. Yeah, it's the only card that they changed with generating cards that actually kind of is seeing play after that change, unlike Cable or Mantis. So Loki is just another Elsa deck. Yeah. Okay. I it's mean, more it makes sense. Loki than Elsa, but it's like running yeah, Kitty it, and Kitty. It can and go Angela, either way, so. which is why I think it's strong because since Loki himself has gotten weaker in the wake of Mobius, the fact that you don't you aren't all in on Loki collector or bust is uh i think a big part of why the deck is still successful because you can just do the the elsa things you don't even have to play the loki if it doesn't look like a game where that will be useful so and and we don't have any lists to share um but i suppose i would be remiss if i didn't make an honorable mention for the thanos decks that have been popping up that have been doing well in the tournament scene yeah, I that don't... just happened. Like that, yeah, it's a and very I'm not, new development. And I'm not convinced. I tried. <laughs> but... Yeah, I tried a couple as well, and I'm not convinced either. Like, I didn't think they were bad, but I didn't think that they really were up to the same level that these four. Yeah, it's strange. Been. I think Thanos can still scam people, and so I played okay. a bunch with the deck. It felt okay to me, but like having seen like three or four different players all very very high up and climbing with it i'm convinced there's something there it's just i think yeah, it's, it's running a harder and yeah <laughs> that, that's a big reason why but and I, I, and I think X. it's harder to play that deck because of the variance involved with your draw and the stones and i think the, the skill cap for thanos is just higher um and also when it low rolls it feels like it low rolls harder than low rolls on other decks um, but nonetheless, it does look like, surprisingly, in spite of the Soul Stone nerf, Thanos is pushing its way to be a top contender, much in part because of the strength of some of the other cards. It runs Mobius, it runs Vision, it runs Alioth, so makes sense. Um, but it's cool to see Thanos making a bit of a comeback, because he really was 
Thanos snapped out of existence when that nerf initially <laughs> hit. Um, so it, it's nice to see, and I hope we continue to see it uh, because I think Thanos is a very popular archetype. People really liked, and it was sad to see him go. And he's obviously one of the most iconic characters in the game. I mean, Marvel Snap, <laughs> come on. So mm -hmm. it's uh, it, it's nice to see him start to come back a bit and oh, i'm curious to see if it changes at all uh the the main list it was actually running leader which is interesting and the reasoning for leader was because it's anti-alioth technology because if you leader in a lane they're not going to alioth you in you copy theirs and your leader copy blows up theirs yours doesn't die because you didn't play it um but even the the person who popularized oh. the deck johnson yeah. said he doesn't think this is actually the meta for leader in the deck. Uh, it was just kind of an experimentation to counter them while behind. And it's very a very neat idea. The one thing I didn't like about leader was because of your stones, you're filling up your board a lot. Mm. And with Elsa yeah. filling up the board a lot. So, so sometimes you're in a position where you, one or two of your lanes only has one spot. So it makes playing the leader awkward because... Well, if they play in that lane and it's not Alioth and you fill it with the leader, then you don't get the copy. And it's So I think that's the one spot you're going to see people start to move away from. But the rest of the deck seems seems very solid. And I've ran into a bunch of people playing it and I've been I have been losing to it. It's there's definitely something to Thanos there. So, Nate. Yeah. After we're done with the podcast, you're going to do the you're you're presently ranked 97. So what are you going to play after, you know, after hearing good, this deep dive? That's a good question. I probably, I mean, okay. I did most of my climb with the drooler deck. Like, I mean, I lovingly say like, it's the Shuri red skull thing just because I, I was, I've been distracted and like, yeah, it's an easy Doesn't deck. To it's an easy, easy deck to, to pilot. There's not a lot of big brain stuff. I will say that I didn't find it very fun. And and so I, you know, I, I could kind of switched over to the um, early version of that Elsa deck that we were running. I liked the move version. In fact, I was playing your Elsa deck and got like ran over by the move version. It's just there's some big brain plays in it. And it's a little bit draw dependent. I mean, if you can get an early Craven, it's amazing, right? Or Or an early like Elsa and then being able to drop move cards nightcrawler jeff vision into the elsa lane and buff them and then move them out like it's crazy uh so i'll probably play that because it's it, it's adjacent to what i've been playing but i think it's a little bit better and i'll have like the brain trust like with me to like Do to, like don't 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 play that that's wrong <laughs> man <laughs> but um, i find decks that run silk exhaust me they it's are... a lot of thinking and like it's very easy to trip yourself up and even when you do think about it correctly all the time you're at the mercy of 50 50 sometimes so yeah i i as i love the card but i agree like i've been streaming a long time silk decks are like the last deck i will not like want to play at the end of a stream because i've already been thinking about the game for a while and like they they require excess thinking yeah yep so i don't know i mean but but I just wasn't happy ultimately. I mean, I'm at 97 with it, so it's not bad. But like, I I kept getting beat out by other decks, and so uh, 
I want to run something a little bit different than I was with that kind of Elsa bounce, whatever it was. And so the move thing seems like the next best stat bomb outside of the Shuri Red Skull, which I, I just, it's okay, but I'm just bored of it. All right. Yeah. Um, and it's an excellent choice. It's what got me the rest of the way. Uh, yesterday? Was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't go by without an honorable mention to my new favorite thing to mess around with and it's definitely the phoenix force i i love the you phoenix know force i'll i'd love to i'm gonna have to watch <laughs> you play it but i'm gonna have to do it probably in uh i'll, I'll have to do it in conquest just to get yeah. the, the hang of and it it's good in conquest i have taken like i think two almost three infinity tickets with it this month so far it's been crushing people and it's it's good in the wake of the Eliath meta uh because you can so the thing with Phoenix Force is you have two main win conditions, right? You blow up a multiple man, you bring it back on four, you move your stuff around the board, you make a bunch of big multiple men. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not going to draw a multiple man in Phoenix Force and a destroy piece every game, right? So you need a backup plan. And the backup plan for this deck is Nimrod. Nimrod, turns out, is still very good, especially when you go Shuri into Nimrod and to blow it up twice. Um, yeah, yeah, actually, it's... You're right. It, like that's how I win. Like half of the games is with Nimrod. I might even win with Nimrod more than Phoenix Force. But the nice thing is that previously, destroy Nimrod decks had a weakness to Alioth, right? Because you would Shuri your Nimrod, and you'd often be winning that lane. But you don't fight for priority very hard. So if your opponent is smart and they have Eliath. They'll just be like, oh, I'll just play it in the Nimrod lane and their things will blow up and then boom, they're they're over. And this is where uh, we are finally seeing it's you know, what's kind of funny about this deck is it's the the deck of season pass cards that like were awful when they came out. The ghost of sea of season pass card pass. Yeah, (laughs) you say that five times fast. Yeah, right. (laughs) But that's exactly it is it's ghost spider is finally useful and she's been the the queen of anti-alioth tech because when you have carnage and venom or carnage and deathlock you have one mana left over and now that ghost spider costs one you yoink the nimrod out of the lane they alioth and they hit nothing and then you blow it up and blow it up again and boom you often beat them um, and I've done that a whole ton. And Ghost Spider is still really good with Phoenix Force because you can weave it in with the Phoenix Force. I actually had a really funny moment earlier today where there was a ramp location out. So we we had an extra mana. And I played Shuri on turn four. And turn five, I went to play Nimrod. And they alioth me on five. And they blew up the Nimrod. But they had priorities. So the Nimrod didn't reveal, right? It didn't go anywhere because it wasn't right. revealed. Now, an interaction that many might not know is when you play a card into the Shuri lane, if that card gets destroyed before it reveals, your Shuri effect doesn't get used up. It's Ooh, still there. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's weird, but that's how it works. It basically treats the card as if it was never played. So the next turn, they thought they snapped me. They thought they were chilling and weren't going to have any issues because they just got rid of my win condition, right? And it was a turn seven, or no, it wasn't a turn seven game, but uh, I had seven energy. 
So I played Phoenix Force to bring back the Nimrod and double it up, <laughs> and then ate it, and then won the game, and it was wow. it was glorious. Wow, it was, oh my goodness. Uh, that's it's, hilarious. It's a lot like the Brood deck in the lines to win are often very straightforward, but sometimes you can like find these weird ways to do stuff the opponent isn't expecting, and uh, it feels very satisfying. And Zola's been another big part of why I've liked the deck, because I didn't believe in Zola at first, but it's another really great anti-Alioth tech card, because uh, sometimes you just have a thing in a lane, and you can Zola it, and you just get people, especially good with Nimrod, because it blows up the Nimrod, and then you get more copies of it again, and... Oh my gosh, I yeah, that one caught me a couple of times when there was like a venom in a lane by itself and I and then it got Yep, that's a that's a great it. way to do it. And yep, I was like, Oh venom. no, oops, oh no. Yeah, and it's like it's so easy to forget about that stuff. And the the tech card or the flex spot I've been using has been magic. I know safety prefers human torch, and I'm gonna try that out at some point because there's like no killmonger around. But magic's been cool because not only does it get rid of bad locations sometimes uh but also the things that are pushing magic out of the metagame legion and snowguard aren't really played very much anymore right, like right. i don't really see the snowguards only in loki decks and loki's not as popular and legion a lot of the decks running him like loki or iron patriot like most of them have cut legion recently he's just not making the cut in a lot of lists probably because of vision right a lot of people are putting vision in the legion slot he's taking up that five cost mm -hmm. and uh so Magicka has actually been good because this is a combo deck. And so sometimes getting that extra turn to make additional Nimrods or move the Phoenix Force again can yeah. be, or just setting up for a, a powerful Zola can be really good. Like it's it's been surprisingly effective. And the, the real winner of Magic is getting to use that cool new tarot card variant. It is. It is pretty. Um, and it's a good value bundle as well. So, you know, maybe... Maybe, yeah, wow value. Uh, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps then, you know, we reviewed, uh, we went in the four decks, uh, and I still think those are the best four, but two slightly off-meta-ish choices um, in Thanos and, and Phoenix Force, or kind of like a destroy combo with Nimrod. Maybe, you maybe. Sorry, I should have you... put it up on the screen, but it's there now. There we go. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think that you convinced me that this month is better than last month. You know, all things being relative, I think that the ghosts of last month are still there. It casts a long shadow over this month. I agree. I, I like, want Wouldn't you rather see all Elsa than all Loki? Like, yes, it's just, well, it's yes, just, it's just only Elsa. But, I'd be okay with it right now compared I mean, to last you, season. If you asked me, so much. <laughs> if I wanted to be, if if death by hanging or by firing squad, I'd I'd prefer neither, neither nor. <laughs> so I mean. <laughs> You know, I feel like that's a it's a it's an equivalency, a, a poor equivalency, and, and and I think this is a good segue into the into the last topic that I wanted to cover tonight, and it's a bit different than um, gameplay. It's the other big topic that that seems to to be the focal point of every conversation we have, the economy. So, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so every time a new patch gets released. It gets data mined for the um, upcoming months, and it's our first look at some of the things to come two months ahead, uh, in this case, December. Now, I want to caveat this by saying that, generally speaking, when you're two months ahead, everything is subject to change, and it has changed in the past. 
Um, mm -hmm. Things that we are going to be discussing right now are painted by uh, the specter of how things are today. And I mean, they've changed the economy so much over the last year that by the time December rolls around, there could be changes to this and this may not apply. So this is very speculative. But what I want to speculate about specifically is December. Mm -hmm. um, and the the thing that that is interesting about December as opposed to uh, November and every month prior is that the first week in the spotlight banner, whatever you want to call it, of each month would have the season pass card of the previous month as the series five. And and by the way, I don't think Wait, that... No, the, it didn't. I don't think that's true. It gets it, added it, to series five, but it's not guaranteed for the first month. Okay. In the, in the past, it has shown up there. But regardless, December is going to be introducing a new card the first week. It's now so more an off week, right? Previously, it was yeah. an off week where, like, like they would put in just cards that have been around before. Like, what what was it last week? It was like Thanos, uh, Echo, X twenty three. Yeah, was Loki wasn't in there. Yeah, yeah. So, so they don't always go. do. They don't always do the season pass card right away. And a lot of times it's been off week, and we're noticing in this week or in this month, uh, there is no off week. Um, it, it's they're starting with a new card and. That's a pretty big change because previously in a four-week season, we would get the season pass and three new cards. But now in this four-week season, we're getting the season pass and four new cards. So that's kind of huge. And that could mean in a five-week season, you could get the season pass and five new cards. Mm. Like, that's a lot. And people are already having trouble keeping up with these new cards as it is. So I, I'm curious to see... Mm. on. My guess is that they probably saw a trend where the first week of the month was by far the week that people were just not opening. Um, and they wanted to change that. They wanted each week to be impactful or interesting to players. Um, and but so I think that's why everyone changing gets it. The series pass card too. So it's like, if you want something new every week, if you're that, you know, if, if you need yeah. that. Well, this shakes it up even more. Maybe... I doubt this is the reason, but maybe this is an attempt to say, hey, we want people to experiment with more stuff on the first week than just the season pass card. You know, I, I think that unfortunately for me, the, a lot of trust has been lost. So I tend to look at this through a more cynical lens. Mm -hmm. So on the one hand, you have the introduction of more cards into series five. The other hand, you have a system that was put into place and even the most optimistic or people who are bullish on the new system, when it came out, were very careful to say, if series drops don't occur at a regular cadence or frequency, then the system will become gradually worse. And yeah. so we have not had series drops. And now we're seeing the frequency of cards entering into these tranches kind of increase. By definition, the system is becoming worse for those who are unable or unwilling or, you know, those who spend less or don't spend anything at all. 
it's a bit alarming. Of course, you know, the, the contrary in me will say, well, who wants the blob anyhow? It's so freaking bad. Um, <laughs> I, I've for, seen quite a few people excited about the blob. It's, yeah, and, and the card could, like, look, here's the thing. Also, the Mark, variant's amazing. I'm not going to go for it, but I love the, the his fashion Hellfire oh, yeah. Gala variant. Looks very cool. So th- this is the thing about Snap, right? Like, from a balance perspective, like, okay, maybe the blob is bad, but they'll buff it. Um, you know, cards that there are some notable exclusions like oh, he's good at ramp, right? Um, like I, I yeah. think I think he's a card a lot of people will try out in ramp, right? Because he's bad as a six drop on six most of the time, right? But if you're playing a ramp deck and you play him on five and you have America Chavez in your deck, well, you're getting at least nine power onto him, so that's a that's a six twelve, you're getting down on five, probably more than six twelve, because you don't just have Chavez in your deck, you have more cards. And you slam Azola, and you have a, a better Black Panther sometimes. Yep. Wow. That's, that's a card. It's something I, to think about. Look at that art, though. Isn't that art great? It looks. Yeah, I think it looks really good. It's kind of um, hot. Uh, I, I, I actually really dig it. I think it's right? hilarious. Man, the, the art in this game is just... I like how like it, they basically said, we're not going to have one aesthetic or one style. We're just going to do everything. And, it's and, pretty cool. And yeah, you know, like, it's very on brand for comic books, like comic book is. alternate is variant it? covers and all of that. Mm-hmm. It's okay. it's very on brand. So, and speaking of which, this it, talking about December, right? I believe is the first time that we're seeing a comic book cover. Yeah, as alternate artwork these. for um, a card. I, I saw something on Twitter today earlier, and I don't know if it was real or or fake but it was a thanos variant of, oh it's real it's yeah, real yeah, 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 yeah. infinity stones uh or yep. infinity yep. wars or whatever comic infinity was, saga i think yeah it was data mine yep yep that was in the data mine for the past it's it's really cool it's neat to see them do this because you know a lot of the art whether people know it or not a lot of the, a lot of the art in this game is variant covers for comic books like i've seen a bunch of people pick oh. up it's some like co- nebula comic or like a lot of them with the exception of like Dan hips aren't, but uh, a lot of the art in the game, especially the variants uh, are from comic book variant covers mm-hmm. that have been done in the past, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so, definitely some original stuff, like all this hellfire gala stuff I think is, is original. Yeah. They definitely have been doing original stuff and I think we're going to see more original stuff as time goes on. Um, but the it, artist part, like cool. like the 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 uh, Rian Gonzalez stuff, I think is original, and some some other things. But but then again, like I know for sure, like all the baby ones, those are all comic book covers. The art germ stuff, they're all comic book covers. Um, yeah, that's pretty so. cool. Also, a, a thing worth noting, and this is why it's great to take a look at the future months, is that you might notice that a lot of the cards dropping this month, with the exception of I think only Werewolf by Night. These cards are coming back relatively quickly to the uh, boxes, which is really good for people who don't want to open boxes this month or aren't able to open boxes this month. It could mean that, hey, maybe you want Man-Thing, but you don't see value in opening it this week because you don't want Silver Samurai or Lady Deathstrike, or maybe you already have those cards. Well, you can wait and then open it with Firestar and you get two new cards, right? Yeah, see, that worked out well for me this week, well, starting tomorrow, because I passed on Lady Deathstrike because I thought she was bad, Mm -hmm. and I passed on, like, on 
Silver Samurai even though I wanted him because mm-hmm. it, I didn't want to pay 6,000 tokens. And now that... Now like, you have a good week. Yeah, we're in a week where it's like, well, I want the pass card or I want you know the new card. But then like there's no punishment because I don't have the other two. So like I'm just guaranteed to get yeah, new stuff. Yeah, the system by design encourages missing out on cards to make future weeks better and it's so really weird kind of... because it punishes people who try and get most of the things because like in my situation only missing three cards there are very few weeks where i'm getting two new cards howard right? the duck and which other two uh howard <laughs> the duck echo and lady deathstrike are the three cards oh, okay, I do not okay. wow I, I mean echo wouldn't be bad to have but yeah i, I understand yeah why that none of the weeks have been don't. good though for yeah. for echo for me um but you never I really up this really week. wanted the oh i'm opening this week for I, uh, well i mean week, like but this next... past week i Thanos. wanted the phoenix no. variant so bad but i wasn't going to waste my cubes or my collector's caches on it spotlight caches on it because it was just I had the other stuff and I didn't want the yeah. variants. I I really wanted like I have all the other Phoenix cards and I I wanted it, but like it's just not worth. That no, being said, I, I think I'm like, up you have to, to make like, a decision about that, right? Like, it, uh, we all love the the cosmetics, but when when that cosmetic is equating the price of a new card, it's like yep. I think I'm up to like not either nine or eleven spotlight nice. caches now. Like I'm starting to stockpile them, which is great. It, it so. helps insulate you a bit, right? And then you just cross your fingers and pray to Flannel G- Jesus that you high roll and it only takes one or two boxes to get the card you want. And... I, I yeah. mean, I, I'm ahead enough now. Honestly, like I'm tempted to try to get all three cards this this month or this week. Like I don't really want Lady Deathstrike. Like I think if I open the new card and Silver Samurai, I'd be happy, but... Yeah, I'm just going for all three because I want the Rian Gonzalez Silver Samurai. I I don't need Lady Deathstrike, but like it's one of it's a very rare time where I can get two cards with a, a week, so I'm gonna take that because even though I don't think she's great, I think she'll be fun to mess around with a bit. Yeah. Um, and then Man Thing, I would have bought Man Thing with tokens, but since I want the two other things, I might as well just go for him and call that a week because. I looked through November and December, and truthfully, the things I want most are this month, um, and like one or two things next month. But it's this week, and then um, most of the other cards in October, I think I'm going to buy with tokens. I think this is really the only week I might cave on is the Nico week, because uh, I do like the the Kitty variant and. I really don't like the Phoenix Force variant, but it's a Dan Hip. So I why it's be... so good? I, I don't, don't know. understand. It, you it just like for it. Creeps, creeps me out. It, it, it gives him the 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 creeps. So it's weird. It's like the Dan Hip eye style. Maybe it'll look better ver- uh, animated. I'm excited for that the one. I'm all over it. Yeah, it's 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 great. I zombies. it's not like you're ever gonna see it anyway outside of your hand. Oh, but... there we go. <laughs> you just, and also just the play Alex it, Horley just play it one when is nothing has died. <laughs> there you yeah, go. <laughs> four mana, five power, do nothing is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I wonder. Oh, you, that would be actually a really funny thing to test. I, I kind of want to do this now. If you play a Phoenix Force and then it doesn't resurrect anything, and you Zola it, will the copied Phoenix Forces resurrect the original Phoenix Force? <laughs> I you'll have as it will be destroyed before the other things come back. So if it's the only thing in the destroy pool, I mean, this is probably a terrible play, right? You're turning a four or five into two ten power things in the other lanes 
for the low, low price of 10 mana over two turns. Uh, there's like a million better things you can do with Zola, but it'd be kind of funny for the Phoenix Force to resurrect the Phoenix Force. You know what, you know what that sounds like? They're crap. 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 <laughs> mega crap. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad, but it's it's good to see that they're bringing back these October cards because I think October is one of the more appealing months for a lot of players. And as we've talked about in the past, it's unless you're willing to pony up some uh, dollary dues, uh, it's hard to get all the things you might want. So it's nice to see. Like I'm probably passing on Black Knight because I don't want to pay six k for a card for an archetype that's in like the trash bin right now. And, uh, hey, well, Black Knight comes back on the 26th, and I want Selene, so maybe I'll open that week, because it'll be a two-card week for me. And, yeah, so it's it's like, it, it helps to skip on things sometimes, I guess. Yeah, I maybe, maybe that's why they're introducing the card in the off week right because they're going to run more more repeats and and so if that's the if that's the reason then i think you know that's that's a fair trade-off um but you know unfortunately every time there was like a, a fork in the road where it could be something that is advantageous to players um or to the player's detriment whether to their agency or their overall potential for spend it's always kind of worked out in the house's favor um, mm -hmm. every time. So let's hope that this is a nothing burger, but uh, we'll be watching. And you know what we're still waiting for that we haven't heard anything about? And this is like, this is such a second dinner moment because I feel like they are not good with their messaging. I think their communication and messaging has gone downhill a lot over time, uh, unfortunately. Um, but it's, it's, they uh they so it's the anniversary right like snap came out a year ago um this month mm -hmm. and uh they said they're doing something for it at some point but like they haven't mentioned it at they're all they're gonna charge and us money that's what they're gonna do. <laughs> there's yeah. the only thing we've seen that they haven't even talked about is that like bonus savings with the the website where if you spend money you get some little bonus trinkets like a little bit of gold or credits or people who spend two hundred dollars get kim jacinto enchantress <laughs> but like it's it's just weird to me that they haven't uh they you would think they would have used like their season because like the season videos are like by far the most popular thing that most of the community sees, even casual people. You think they would have mentioned like outside of a throwaway line of "Hey, we're doing something for the anniversary," and I don't know, just like it feels weird, and it feel feels like it's a free win, right? Like I, people are gonna be happy with whatever they announce, but like it's just strange to me how they handle their comms sometimes, and like especially when there's like other stuff that people aren't as happy with. You can use this to offset that, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, they're giving us free stuff. I'm not as angry. Uh, so it's it's because we know they're doing something. I don't know what they're doing, uh, but like we, we they've said they're doing something. So here's hoping it's good. We shall see. Um, before we wrap the Jeff variant on the week of December 5th, thumbs up or thumbs down? That's not for me. That's two thumbs down for you audio listeners. Yeah, it's. I don't um, think it's uh, like objectively bad or anything. I think you know? he looks like a it's... walrus. It doesn't even look <laughs> it does like. Kind of look like a walrus. It doesn't yeah. look it's like. Just... I'm not trying to dump on the artist, but I despise it. I do not. It's like not my it. style. Yeah, it rubs me. It, it, the, okay. 
they did a Shauna one in that same style that actually looks pretty good. Yeah, but I agree. Something about the style, I just don't really. It it doesn't appeal to me. It's like it doesn't look like it doesn't remind me of Jeff. It just looks kind of like a generic character. I I, I don't dislike it. I like how kind of frumpy and derpy he looks. A seven hundred mm-hmm. gold variant, sure. A spotlight. I thought spotlights were supposed to be special and and unique, and I'm sorry, that's special, Jeff, all right. Or this the, is what my my legion, my grandma um, would say, not, like yeah. when she didn't like something because she didn't want to be rude, she'd say, "Wow, that sure is something." Bless or, your heart, as or we say. She, in or she'd say, "Wow, that's <laughs> interesting." Like this yeah. is the ugliest card I have seen in ages. I cannot stand it. I I, I don't mean to. Wow. And Jeff has like, so many good variants too. I think that's part of it. It's is like just Jeff so variants are so good. So strongly about this. Look I didn't think it. my it's, I didn't think my end of show question was gonna elicit such an emotional reaction. It's terrible. yeah. It's it, it's. I just don't like it. Yeah. It's it. I'm sure it's gonna appeal to people and whatnot. And again, like the same artist did Ashana. I think actually looks good. It's just something about this is strange to me and it does i don't find it i mean the idea is cool uh it's like you know jeff riding a surfboard it's fun yeah um but it's it's yeah, just not my it's just not my seven, to me for 700 gold man even 1200 would be better than putting it in a spotlight chest but i am this is like the the this is like a continue of like the the jeff outrage saga right big yeah jeff, first it was damn hip bads yeah, and uh, it's. I had a great comment in my chat the other night where it's like Dan Hip variants were supposed to be for the proletariat, and then they changed it with the spotlight, and now it's for the bourgeoisie. <laughs> and it's like it, it's it's rough. Yeah, this is the Shauna. I think this is this like this feels. I don't know why. I just like I find this like a better. Yeah. It's. I think Art. part of it is because it feels like the character more. I well, guess. Well, when I I think for me, I agree with you. It's because it didn't look in character to me. Because when I think of Jeff, Jeff is the cute baby land shark, and and all the pictures we see, it's like Gwenpool is like holding him, like he's little and he's adorable and cute. And then you see this like giant walrus looking thing, and it's like, what is that? Like, I, it looks like yeah. a little elephant with the shark head, and it's just like it's 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 cute and whimsical, but it doesn't feel like Jeff right it's jake the the teenage land shark yeah <laughs> jake the teenage land shark i like Gosh. that right i mean it's 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 different no now. i agree it's like yeah it doesn't feel like it has that same aesthetic that we're known from seeing with jeff yeah yeah well there you go variants we all know that that's something that we're all passionate about we learned that uh you know you put variants in your social media posts and more people engage with them because people like them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, well, I, I think that gets to the bottom of things we wanted to cover. Of course, we could talk about the economy all night. I think that our our, our conclusion is we're going to have to wait and see. It can go either way. And we hope that it goes in a way that gives players more agency by having more frequent cards be repeated. Um, mm-hmm. and I guess the other conclusion for tonight is perhaps the meta is a little bit wider than we give it credit for. Um, even if it does feel more restrictive, it has been more so in previous months. So, uh, there are some, some deep cuts for, for those that are willing to venture in the off meta, um, uh, angle. I think though, for Nate's remainder climb, we'll be sticking squarely with, uh, you know, the tier one options. Old reliable. Yeah. 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 Um, 
just put our socials into the chat uh, for those that are listening to the audio um, or watching on YouTube. Um, those uh, social contact points will be in the respective um, description and or um, comments. Uh, guys, uh, really appreciate you joining with me on a Monday night to, to talk some snap. Uh, we're going to see how the rest of this month develops. And uh, we've got an OTA coming on Thursday. So perhaps we'll yep. have something to talk about next week. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. You, you, all right, here, what little little last second question. Uh, if you could choose any card, you don't have to say how or whatever, but if there's one card, if you got the designer hat on, and you could you could have one card be changed. What what's the change? What's a card you'd like to see change for for Thursday? Oh, I'd just like to buff or nerf. It doesn't matter. Revert Galactus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take things that will never happen for five hundred. But revert Shauna while you're at it. Yeah. All right. That's that's base. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Blue? Um. So knowing that OTAs are numeric only. Um. I would like to see Mobius be changed. I really don't like how it's um, such a warping card and an auto so free, so many right? decks. At two, three. But I think that's going to require more than like levers being pulled for its numbers. So um, Soulstone reversion. Okay, I don't think they can do that on OTA because it's not a number. But still, I'm still on board with that. I think they could fix Mobius really simply in an OTA. You know what they do? They swap him and Shauna's cost. Or not Shauna, him and uh, Ravona's cost. Make Ravona 2, make Mobius 3. Mm. Put, give an actual cost to putting the card in your deck, having to lose tempo on a 3-3. Three, three. I think that would... It wouldn't fully resolve the restrictions he creates, but it would make there be an actual cost to playing the card in your deck, which I think there really is like no cost to playing that card right now. I think that's something we could see happen. So hopefully it'd be cool. Yes. Yeah, so I'd like to see Soulstone get reverted or something done with Mobius. You know, I think right now it's, it's, it's tough. Uh, that's a, that's a tough question to, to ask. I don't have like an Insta like answer that's like fair. Nate with Galactus. Um, yeah. What would you have them change? Shauna or, uh, Shauna or Rescue. Those are two at the top. Oh yeah. Rescue. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we know they're doing, they're cooking something with Rescue. I don't expect Rescue to be an OTA. I think she's going to be a patch card, especially because Rescue, they've mentioned in the past, cards that have visual effects usually take them longer because if they change the card in a meaningful way, sometimes they have to change the visual effects, which is why we haven't seen, they mentioned that as a direct reason for not changing Angel is because that's a card that has VFX and those ones take longer to change because they often right. have to change the effect to match the card. Uh, so it's more work than just switching a number. Uh, so yeah, I would like to see rescue changed in some way. There are a lot of different ways you could change the card. I'm not really sure what the best one is. And Shauna, just revert her, just put her back. Give me, or, or give her a power boost. Like I think she's just so bad in the current form and it makes me sad because I used to like play. I mean, <laughs> the deck I used to like to play would be dead now anyway, because of Mobius, because it was a Zabu zoo with Shauna and Kazar. But uh, give her some more power or revert her, please. I, I, I hate the new Shauna. Yeah. Same. All right. Zombies hates the new Shauna. Mm -hmm. If you didn't know, now you do. <laughs> I'll scream it from the hills. So what I'm hearing you say is reverting Shauna would be second dinner, keeping it Cosmo. Yes, that would be All keeping right. it very Cosmo. Well, hopefully they will, and you'll get a nice surprise on Thursday. So uh, yeah. we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see it from there. All right. Well, thank you for listening, as always. Um, 
And we'll catch you next time on uh, another wonderful episode of Born to be Cosmo. Have a good night, everyone. Keep it Cosmo. Keep it Cosmo. Nuff said, bub.